You're listening to Wood Talk Online, a podcast for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are your hosts, Mark Spagnolo and Matt Vanderlist. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Wood Talk Online, episode 64, October 7, 2009. I'm Mark Spagnolo. And I'm Matt Vanderlist, and we seem to be suffering some technical difficulties tonight. Mm-hmm. So, major, <laughs> way beyond what we normally or we normally uh, incur, which was actually uh, host-induced errors. Yeah. This time, it's actual technical. Oh yeah. God, there's that word. Nope, oh, you started it already. We have a voicemail concerning that, but go ahead. <laughs> Oh, so anyways, so since this is kind of a condensed version, let's go ahead and get this right in there so that if you uh, want to make a comment about how much you like this version over the regular one, you can get a hold of us by leaving us a voicemail at our voicemail, which is 623-242-2450, or you can send us an email at woodtalkonline at gmail.com. We really like the voicemails because we like to hear who's insulting us because you can hear the inflection and you know if it stings versus just reading it and implying. Yeah, absolutely. We can tell if you're really, really angry. And if you'd you'd like to play along at home with the home version of Wood Talk Online, grab your favorite beverage, uh, alcoholic or otherwise, and every time either Matt or I says the word actually, you have to drink. That's and right. Typically, within 20 minutes, you'll be on the floor passed out. Right. And you, know, you can't use the chat room as an idea of how drunk everybody's getting because nobody spells correct in there anyway. So they always look like they've been drinking all night long. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, we did have some major, major technical difficulties and Ustream wasn't uh, allowing us to send out the live stream. And we don't really want to do the show if we can't do it live. So what we are doing now is a very condensed version. And we are probably just going to focus on audio clips and voicemails because we have quite a few. Uh, so let's let's skip the BS, Matt, and let's just jump right into it. Oh, I'm so good at the BS. We can't skip that part. <laughs> we'll we'll throw some BS in at the end. You'll feel better about it. Okay, good. Okay, so <laughs> let's uh, let's jump right into a voicemail, and this one is from Jason in this far off land of Canada, Canada, something like that. Canada. Yeah. Hi guys, it's Jason Young calling from Fredericton, New Brunswick. The question primarily for Mark, since he's the, the finishing expert. No offense, Matt. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, building a, a cherry sofa table that's kind of shaker style, and it has um, bird's eye maple drawer fronts with uh, through dovetails on the drawers. Uh, it's essentially frame and panel, and um, I want to put a finish on it, and I want to pre-finish the panels before I put it together. I thought I had lots of time to, uh, to explore finishes, but uh, now that I want to put the panels in early, I want to figure out a finish a little quicker. I'm considering using uh, Deftoil Danish oil, uh, clear Danish oil, on, uh, on the exterior of the piece. Um, to I guess the oil would help with the chatoyance in the uh, in the cherry, and would give it uh, the urethane varnish would give it some protection. Inside the piece, I would do a shellac to keep the scent down, and then I'd probably top coat uh, just the top of the table with uh, polyurethane varnish to give it some extra protection. Um, I just I'm a little nervous about the clear Danish oil and whether it would uh, lead to blotching in the cherry. And uh, just wanted to get your opinion on my uh, my finishing plan. Anyway, enjoy the show. Keep it up. Thanks, guys. Bye now. Yeah, I mean, the, to make a long story short, yes, the oil, Danish oil, generally, most formulations are going to be an oil varnish mix, 
and the oil content in there is going to absorb pretty deep. So if you have a blotch-prone wood and you just throw an oil-based finish on it, you are definitely going to have uh, some degree of blotching at least. And I, I actually experienced this a um, couple days ago when I was working on those little cherry keepsake boxes. I didn't, I'm not really too worried about blotching. It's a very small piece, so I just hit it with a little armor seal, and boom, immediately you start to see those variations in uh, absorption from the blotchy areas. So I think, you know, he probably should pre-seal with shellac or something like that, give it a one-pound cut, and and then start applying his uh, his finish. But uh, it's definitely going to be, uh, in all likelihood, some kind of a, a blotch issue for him. Yeah, definitely. Oh, oh wait, can I, can I talk now? Because you're, I you're actually uh, not allowed to talk because <laughs> Jason just totally dissed you at the beginning of his voice. You know, I, I always consider the Canadians to be my friends, but apparently uh, <laughs> I, I must have done an over-the-border volley there or something. You know, well, hey, you know, and the other, the other faux pas he made is he referred to me as an expert, which is definitely a mistake. So Wait, that, that, that's what threw me off at first. I'm like, wait a minute, the what, expert? What? We're going to have somebody come in and join us today? What's yeah, going who's, on here? who's coming on the show? Okay. So do you have anything to add to that as far as blotching is concerned and just, just straight oil uh, finishes? It, no, I, I agree 100% with you. Yeah, it, it's if, if it's just about anything with, with the oil and everything, it can definitely cause the blotching because it's going to get right in there. Mm -hmm. I agree. Hit it with some shellac. Shellac is my new favorite major uh, finish. It doesn't like me like Canadians anymore. <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, no, I agree. I concur 100%. Cool. All right. Let's uh, let's move along. We've got one here from this is from David in South Dakota. Hey, Mark and Matt. This is David from South Dakota. I just said that. I had a question for you about cleaning pitch off of table saw blades. I have a Freud 50 tooth combination blade that I cleaned with some oven cleaner, easy off oven cleaner, because I heard that was the best thing to do, but it, it bubbled the paint, the red paint that they put on their blades, and uh, especially around the area where it mates to the arbor on the table saw, it flakes some of the paint off, and I'm worried that that would then cause the blade to wobble because there's paint in some areas and not in others. Um, I was wondering if you guys had a better method for cleaning blades and uh, whether I should be concerned about that paint, it would uh, cause it to make to the arbor uh, slightly at an angle, I guess. So uh, thanks for answering my question. Uh, you guys rock! Bye! Okay, I was petting my dog through half of that, so if I missed anything, uh, let me know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I was too busy staring at the stream too, going, oh, look at the puppy. So, <laughs> so, so he said um, that he used uh, the oven cleaner uh, stuff on his blade, right? And he right. wants to know if it's going to have any detrimental effect for the most part. Right, because he he had mentioned the fact that some of the pinks apparently it's one of the, the uh, one of the blades like a Freud blade, a Freud or something, I, right? Yeah, where it has the the paint on it, the anti friction paint, right? And, and that it came off, and he's a little worried about potential wobble where that paint came off there. Okay. I I don't know myself if I would be that concerned because I think it is so minimal that I can't imagine even a little paint flaking off those areas being enough to add that much more wobble to the blade that sure. I would I would be overly concerned about it. Um, to be honest with you, I, I think considering half the time when I'm using like a Freud blade or any of the other ones that have that, that special paint on it, I mean, just regular wear, some of that paint starts coming off. And right. 
I've never really noticed any major difference. Uh, then again, I haven't really paid that much attention to it. I haven't gotten on there with some calipers or some, you know, uh, any of the gauges or anything to really kind of check for how much runout is going on with it or anything. So I, I really heavily doubt that it's going to have any problems. But if you're using a cleaner that's really starting to eat away at everything, I might switch cleaners just to be on the safe side. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I was going to go with it because I, I agree. I don't know that the paint is going to make that much of a difference, but where I would be concerned is using such an incredibly caustic material uh, to clean it. And in fact, I believe it was the uh, president of Freud who put a little statement out somewhere that everybody likes to th throw around on the web about how it could very well uh, cause problems with the what do they call it? The brazing that holds the teeth onto right, the yep. blade. I think we've even talked about this before, and there's certainly a debate on both sides. But the bottom line is you can get pitch off with less serious caustic chemicals. So if you can, why you know why go for the really hardcore stuff if something that's lighter duty uh, is going to work just as well, maybe take a little bit longer, but still get the pitch off. So you know, for, right. for other reasons, I might still switch away from that stuff. But if he just did it once and he lost a little pain, I can't imagine he's going to have too much of a problem. Right. Yeah. No, thinking about using something that costly for it reminds me of the time that my cousin tried to clean out a, a used dryer with brake cleaner and then a spark occurred and he got shot through the back wall. And then mm. his response as we were rushing him to the hospital was, I should have used something else. And so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want any emergency room stories or anything from, from that kind right. of stuff. So Definitely. <laughs> okay, moving right along here. We've got one from James in Texas. Hey, um, Mark and Matt. This is James at uh, Willis, Texas. I just wanted to tell you some press for y'all. I sent Mark an email a couple of days ago at like 2 o'clock in the morning, 2.30 in the morning on a Friday night. And I was very impressed that it, exactly seven minutes later I got a reply back. And it really blew my mind. I was just so shocked. So when... You know, you also can talk about old James Pinoff and, you know, how all the people in the woodworking world are actually accessible, you know, and they're not, you know, just out of reach, you know, they're actual normal people and all that. I was just very impressed that y'all actually practice what you preach. And I just wanted to just tell you thanks. That was, that was good advice that you gave me. And, yeah, keep up the good work. Love the podcast, both of y'all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Very nice email from James, although he did point out the fact that I'm a complete loser. <laughs> I, you know, there was a part of me that was like, I was up at like two in the morning on Friday, but I, I, I probably shouldn't have been on the computer when I was because it was one of the few times the Vanderlist actually went out and didn't just sit at home and fall asleep on a couch. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, he's, he's telling me this is really cool and thanking us. That's awesome. But he's, he's bringing it to everyone's attention that I was on the computer at uh, 10 after 2, emailing people. <laughs> Which, you know what, though? That's that's why uh, all my emails get answered. I, I, I just kind of don't ever really get away from it. Although I'm not... I was going to say, they, they totally just blew your image of just the hardcore... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really do actually, you know, pay attention to this crap. All, all you know, as long as I'm awake, I'm paying attention to it. But anyway, that was a great voicemail. Thanks, James. Appreciate Definitely. that. Thank yes, you for the kind so words. Much. Yeah, and that's the thing, like I said, I mean, it is one of my favorite things about this is the accessibility of, of people and not just podcasters and stuff, but people who are in the industry who 
don't even know what a podcast is. You know, they just want to share woodworking knowledge generally tend to be pretty accessible. So, yep, absolutely. You know, and I, I hate to say it, but I, I do it when I'm at work all the time. Now that I have the iPhone and everything else, I just sit there and it's like, you want the case when it's overdue by what? Hold on. <laughs> um, so if I uh, send Freud an email, will they answer it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Bo has just mentioned, he asked me a, a non woodworking question today and I, I happened to be on the computer at the time. The thing is I, I tend to, I have this, I don't know, it's this weird thing, type A sort of um, need to keep my inbox clean. And it's really (laughs) hard. I mean, when I get 40 to 50 emails a day asking me like a specific question, not an email that I could just archive and forget about, but asking me a question, it it becomes tough to keep up with. But, you know, that's the way I I roll, Matt. And uh, it's amazing I can get any woodworking done. I'm right there with you. My, I, I have mine neatly organized. Well, they're not even neatly organized anymore. They're just in there until I feel that I have sufficiently answered the question, which I think most of the time, since they're constantly repeat questions going, I don't understand. What What are you saying I do with this? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Let's move along here. We've got a, a email from, you guys remember Bob from uh, Built in a Barn? Yeah. And uh, he had, <laughs> I have my, my gobble sound effect ready to go here for Bob. What's up, guys? This is Built in a Barn, Bob. Hey, I uh, just want to pick on Mark there for a quick second. That last video you have up on your website, what's with the big glue bottle and, and all that glue squeeze out? You should be using a little tiny little uh, little glue bottle with a nice little fine glue going in there. Then you can spread it around with your brush. Anyhow, I'm just uh, giving you a hard time. Um Got a quick question for you. What is your opinion? Uh, I called and left a message for you guys um, a few episodes ago about um, gluing up raised panels uh, for raised panel doors and uh, not laying it out very well. And uh, when I'm routing the cove for the raised panel, running into where I put biscuits, a lot of the magazines now are, are putting out articles about joints, and most of them are saying that just a flat glue joint is a pretty strong joint. So I just ran a couple uh, raised panel doors here recently for Kitchen I'm Doing, and uh, I was pretty happy with uh, just a, a straight glue joint. Um, okay, I'm going to stop him there only because I know exactly what he was saying, and it is getting a little bit long. In fact, a lot of our voicemails now, and we're very thankful to have them, but a lot of them are, are pretty long. So I think, you know, sort of as, as nicely as we can, we don't want to discourage anybody from, from leaving a voicemail. But if you could, try to keep it as um, quick and, and to the point as possible, um, only right. because it, it seems I do the same thing when I leave a message for Nicole. I start by, I have one thing to tell her, but a minute and a half later, I'm hanging up, and I don't know what I said in between <laughs> when I started the call and when I hung up. So um, if you could, try to, to keep things, even if you have to write some stuff down, uh, keep it quick, and we'll be able to get to the point faster. So what Bob wants to know is uh, basically a long-grain glue bond. He was saying that he had done some work before where he did some cuts after the fact and exposed the biscuits that were under there. So he's saying that he really even need those biscuits in the first place. And if it's a long grain to long grain glue bond, the answer is usually no, because the biscuits aren't really going to add much in the way of strength. They're going to add, you know, utility for for lining them up together and aligning things. But it's really the long grain glue bond that that holds all of the strength. So to quickly answer his his question, no, you don't really need um, biscuits in that particular scenario. But 
biscuits may offer a little bit of strength if you're doing something that's like end grain to long grain. Uh, even then, I wouldn't really count on it too much, but it would offer a little bit of something. Right, yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, the majority of the time that I use biscuits is exactly, like you said, alignment. I, I, I very rarely use them uh, in, in a long grain to long grain situation for uh, uh, extra rigidity and strength. I use it purely for alignment, so... There you go. Cool. You know, I, I did the gobble sound effect just then, and apparently I didn't realize it opened iTunes, and a crowd started cheering accidentally. <laughs> Everyone got to hear it was that. A, you know, it's getting close to Thanksgiving, so everybody's really hungry. That's what it is. <laughs> must be it, yeah. Okay, so we've got a couple more here. Let's rip through them. This one's great because this is uh, from a female listener who has a great question that I know a lot of us think about, and she wants to remain anonymous, and I Ooh. think she's... Probably for good reason. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm going to need some help on this. I understand that Woodcraft is going to have a sale on routers um, coming up in the next week with a, a pretty good discount. Um, I was told that in confidence, so you didn't hear that from me. And um, how do you do, you know, it's more of a domestic question. How do you justify to the spouse's when you really want to get something new and he bought you the one that you have and it's just a plain old, you know, router and I I really would like to get a plunge router with some extra little doodads in my my uh um you know, low horse router that, that he got me as a present. And I, I'm trying to figure a way of of justifying it without calling the gift he gave me last year a tinker toy and um how how do you guys get this past your your significant others um and and uh, uh manage to do that i am not going to leave you my name because if by chance somehow he manages to to uh, you know, hear or see your answer, I'm I'm gonna play innocent. But boy, I I really need to know how you guys manage to get such nice little fun tools. Okay, awesome voicemail, and uh, yeah. that's hilarious that she wants to stay anonymous. So, what what's your trick? Because I'll tell you the truth, right now I don't really have to worry about it. I'm very lucky that um, you know because of the show. A lot of times we get tools for review. I'm pretty set as far as the main tools in the shop. I don't really right. have to slip anything by Nicole at this point. Um, you know, it's it's all business related stuff, so it's it's all business expenses when I do have to put money out. So, uh, what what do you usually have to do? How do you get a tool in, and do you ever have to negotiate to to get the thing into the shop? You know, I, I, in that situation now, it's very similar to what you have, so I, I don't worry too much about it. But a classic example, just like what she was talking about, how like you know, apparently her significant other, her husband or her spouse, whatever, had bought her this her, her router, and now she wants to do an upgrade. Sam bought me my first ever table saw, and then when I went out and said, "Man, I'm bringing home my grandfather's table saw," there was that awkward moment of, <laughs> what, "What's wrong with the one I bought you?" Yeah, <laughs> so, right. But what it comes down to really is, um, I don't think there is is a really good way to do this. I, if you're lucky, the other person is ignorant enough about the tools that they don't really notice <laughs> uh, that they, they really don't care. But the, the way I, I, I try to do it is I then try to maybe uh, fluff it up a little bit with like, you know, point out what I'm planning on making them switch the conversation around as quick as possible. And, you know, try try and do something like that. Or 
if they're really frugal, maybe it's one of those things where you could just point out what a huge deal you got on that on that particular uh, piece of equipment, and you saved so much money that you, it was impossible for you to pass up that possibility <laughs> of getting that tool. I mean, that's that's another. I mean, people love saving money, and it just might work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's good advice. You know, and there were, of course was a time you know back in California when. I was first starting out collecting tools that I did have to go through this sort of thing. And just by habit, I just remember growing up really as a teenager, I would have to hide a lot of purchases from my mom. And of course, now I'm going to get a phone call five minutes after this gets posted with my mom asking me what I was trying to hide. But she, (laughs) you know, if you ask for, for money from mom and then you go buy something that wasn't what she gave you that money for, or you wind up putting money on a credit card, you have to justify that. And my mom used to just really get on my case about it. So I was very, you know, careful to hide certain things. <laughs> and I, I, st- I, th- I found myself starting to do that when I first got married. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is ridiculous. This is number one, not my mom, you know, and what the, what am I, like, what am I pacing myself for here and setting myself up for, for the rest of my life is, is hiding things, you know, it was crazy. So I was like, forget that. And I went for a different tactic. And instead of trying to hide things and, Put a little dust on it to make it look like it's always been there. Right, <laughs> which I, I've done that one before. Which too. <laughs> I did do once or twice, uh, <laughs> and it did work. But after that point, I realized, you know what? Talking to her and saying, you know, I really want this biscuit joiner, and here's why: because it's going to do this and it's going to do that. Here's how I'm going to pay for it, and that's it. And Nicole said, okay. And next thing I know, she bought the biscuit joiner for me. <laughs> you know, there so, you go. <laughs> uh, so it worked out really well. But honestly, I think if there's if the person you know understands that this is your hobby and this is what you really really want, that ultimately they want to see you happy, right? And that's right. what it takes to make you happy. So you should you know you deserve to get it. Right. Or here's one more last thing. Uh, worst comes to worst. Make sure that the colors match of what the tools are so that they're all in the same group so that there is kind of that, no, 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 you're mistaken. That's not the model you Your voice now sounds like an 80s video game. Do you have the uh, stream going? Yeah, uh, stream Okay. I will uh, play another voicemail while you get that worked out. Uh, meep, 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 meep. Hey, fellas, I was just listening to, I believe it was episode 16. Um, Matt was talking about, you guys were talking about lubricating your table saws and such, and that was talking about white lightning, something he used from his motocross days and such. He was going to check into that, see if that was uh, liable for uh, uh, moving parts on uh, uh, wood working tools. Now I'm going to cut that one short too. Um, she wants to know about white lightning, and you had mentioned that in the past, Matt. Did did you find out if that actually works or no? <laughs> wow, you're 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 really really sounding bad. Uh, let's let's hang up and reinitiate the call. <laughs> that sounds like a really crappy video game. Uh, hello, robot. Oh, fixing. <laughs> much much better. <laughs> That's weird. I wonder what's going on because, yeah, everything on this end is absolutely 100% fine. So, okay, interesting. Well, you sound fantastic now. So, the question was about white lightning. Did you ever find out if that works? Right. No, I, I actually, I kind of dropped the ball on that one. Imagine Don't. that. Don't. <laughs> You're busy. Um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 my understanding is that essentially it's the same thing as what we're getting from uh, Bow Shields T9. Okay. It, it's pretty much the same identical thing. 
Uh, so I can't imagine that it wouldn't work. Uh, the, the one thing with the, the white lightning is it was really a, a wax based. So once it went on, it, it, it became essentially like a hard waxy shell. I, hmm. I do remember that because I'd, I'd go through the mud puddles and it wasn't so much motocross. I'm not that cool. It was mountain biking. And um, the other thing cool was my bike. The rider was not cool. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, it sounds like it might even be better than a T9 because I find a T9 doesn't dry completely. It kind of remains really sticky and kind of gross. Okay. So if, right. you, if you get sort of a hard waxy shell out of it, that might be even better. Right. And this is the one thing is the I don't know if they if they have larger containers of it now was it came in. You could only like drip it out a little bit at a time. Yeah. But the neat thing about this is I'd go through mud puddles like crazy and my chain never, ever had any mud on it. I had mud, but the chain had nothing on it. So, yeah, it might work out fantastic. And plus, on top of it, looks like the, the nice waxy hard shell. There you go. Cool. All right. So let's finish off here. All the voicemails are done, but we do have everybody's favorite Tom's tip. And uh, we've also got a nice little tip here from Kerry, so jump in and listen. Tom's tips. That's right, I said Tom's tips. I didn't say Tom's lips. I said Tom's tips. Hello, everyone. It's Tom Iovino from Tom's Workbench, and it's time for another one of Tom's tips. Many hobby woodworkers like to build small pieces. Clocks, boxes, picture frames, the works. If you're looking for a good source of wood to build these projects, ask your lumber dealer to show you his shorts. You heard me right. Shorts, also known as offcuts, are smaller pieces cut from larger boards prepared for contractors. You can save a great deal on small pieces and make your next project one to remember. If you want to discover more clever, useful, or even somewhat coherent tips, check out my blog at tomsworkbench.com or visit the Wood Whisperer community at community.thewoodwhisperer.com. Now that you've heard from the village idiot, it's time to hear what the village carpenter has to say. Take it away, Carrie. That's awesome. And thanks for that tip, Tom. We're going to go to Carrie's tip in a second here. But um, Matt, I don't ever want to see your shorts. Let me tell you something. Uh, I hope that they at least change them once in a while, if not every day, at least once in a great while, because my lumber guys, if they're going to show me any shorts, let me tell you something. It's not going to be pretty. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's uh, that's actually a really great tip because we have a couple places here locally that have shorts bins right out in front. And you really do find great deals. I mean, it's stuff that they can't sell at a premium price and you could pick them up pretty cheap. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that, too, in quite a few stores around around town that it's like one of those, hey, what, what's all this crap down here? That's not crap. That's <laughs> usable stuff. Oh, OK, sure. <laughs> yep, exactly. So here we go. Like Tom said, from the village idiot to the village carpenter. Remember when you were little and you used a pocket magnifier to inspect flowers, your arm hair and your grandfather's toenail fungus? Maybe you'd try to set an ant on fire? Well, go dig that out of your junk drawer and keep it in your shop. It's ideal for checking blade sharpness. If your chisel or plain iron looks sharp to your eye, but doesn't perform as well as you'd like, examine it with your magnifier. You'll be able to tell instantly if you've missed a spot or if your blade has a nick or tiny little shark's teeth. Keep sharpening until the edge is perfect under close scrutiny and you'll be amazed at the results. That pocket magnifier will rock your woodworking world. Peace out, Boy Scouts. Awesome. You know what? I was never a Boy Scout. 
uh, I, yeah, I don't see you ever being allowed to be in an organization like that. <laughs> yeah, hey, that kid over there with the uh, the one that looks like he's got the tattoo sleeves, get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just, uh, I was outdoorsy. We camped all the time when I was a kid. I just, uh, I was so, I was just so much of a homebody that I, I never, I just never wanted to go away for a weekend. And that's what the, the whole Boy Scouts thing was, was about, you know? Yep, absolutely. I my extension cord was never long enough for my Atari twenty six hundred, so it wasn't going anywhere because Fat Boy ain't moving from that couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, no Boy Scouts for me. But uh, thanks for that awesome tip, Carrie. So do you have a magnifying glass in the shop? Have you ever actually tried that with with your uh, uh, planes and things to look at whatever you're sharpening? Yeah, you know, it's funny because as she was saying that, I had to kind of laugh because my wife is now, everybody knows she's a photographer and she's completely 100% digital. So we still have some equipment left over from when she was working with film. And if anybody remembers uh, Ham Hands and the Hand Plane, the <laughs> light box <laughs> was what she put her negatives on to look at. And she has one of those photographer loops where she looks through it to see the picture and, you know, off of her proofs. So we've got like two or three of those laying around. And I finally said one day, I'm like, I'm going to borrow that. And she's like, what are you going to do with it? And that's what I was using using it for was I was in there and kind of like you know sticking it in there like a jeweler's loop and looking at it sure. and checking things out and yeah it, it's pretty interesting I I still don't do a much better job with my sharpening but <laughs> it sure looks neat under the uh, the magnifying that's for sure it just lets you know exactly how bad you're doing <clears throat> yeah exactly it's like oh well that explains that little v groove I keep getting in my surface there because of that chip now how do I get that out of there right um, you know what uh, let's let's do something fun here spur of the moment I'm gonna go into the new community, and if anyone isn't familiar, the, the forum is gone and the community is what it has morphed into. I, I like to think of the forum having gone into a little cocoon, hanging out for a couple days, and blossoming into a beautiful community that it is now. And it is such a wonderful community. I feel so warm there, even when the police escort me to the border and ask me to move on to the next community. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So uh, let's see if I can find a good discussion real quick, and it'll give me an excuse to play this. Left tilt or right So like I'm refinishing this table. I finished trying. Oh, I toast a picture. This blue turned my hands It came from the forum. Okay, well, what we have here, and I probably should have picked something better than this, is the comfort wipe commercial. Have you seen oh, that? Is it the one, with, the one with the bears? No, 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 no oh. bears. There's no bears okay. involved. This is a commercial that I posted in the off-topic section and has nothing to do with woodworking, but it might make you laugh. It is of a woman showing this uh, stick, like a wand type thing. It's about a foot long, maybe a little bit longer, and it's for grabbing a little piece of toilet paper and wiping your butt. <laughs> and it basically, you don't, you know, you don't get your hands involved, but it's hilarious. It's the most useless thing ever invented, and it saddens me to think that there are actually people who buy this. Um, oh my god I mean, yeah i'm gonna have to head over to the community and check that out yeah it's it's uh it's titled comfort wipe why didn't i think of this so <laughs> if you want to check that out and you know what um it's kind of disturbing it is a little bit disturbing uh but it's it's well worth the watch and somebody put up there's a someone did a parody of it too that's kind of funny so you might want to check that out uh, you know what else I wanted to... <laughs> it's a good one, trust me. Oh, man. Uh, we'll, we'll get to all the regular stuff. We were going to do some more website reviews, magazine website reviews. We got some sweet deals, which which we should just, because they're time sensitive, we'll run through them. But I did want to bring everyone's attention to this very important sort of public service email, if you will, that I received from uh, Justin57, who I've emailed with a couple times. Okay. And it's an experience that he had at 
a local Home Depot, and this Ooh. is kind of something that could very well happen to anybody. So listen up, and I will read it verbatim. Maybe I'll change a few things because it mentions boobies. Okay. Oh, hey, yeah. I'll keep those in. <laughs> okay, so just a heads up for those men who may be regular Home Depot customers. This one caught me by surprise. Over the last month, I became a victim of a clever scam while out shopping. Simply going out to get supplies has turned out to be quite traumatic. Don't be naive enough to think that it couldn't happen to you or your friends. Here's how the scam works. Two seriously good-looking 20 or 21-year-old girls come over to your car or truck as you're packing your stuff in. They both start to wipe the windshield with a rag and some Windex, and their breasts are almost falling out of their skimpy t-shirts. It's impossible not to look. When you think, or when you go to thank them, they offer you a tip. They say no and just ask for a ride to McDonald's, which you agree to do. Uh, on the way there, they start, let's just say, misbehaving. And one of them climbs into the front seat, starts distracting you, and you can imagine what ensues. And during that time, the other one steals your wallet. So he says, I had my wallet stolen on August 4th, 9th, 10th, twice on the 15th, the 17th, the 20th, the 24th, and the 29th. <laughs> it, continues, <laughs> it continues on, and uh, it, it's pretty funny. But then he goes on to say, Walmart has wallets on sale for $2.99 each, and he found cheaper ones for $1.99 at Kmart. <laughs> so be forewarned, all of you people who go to Home Depot, this could happen to you. <laughs> wow you know the only thing i ever get at home depot is some heavy set guy bigger than me coming out and going like you done with that cart you done with that cart <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a really really terrible joke and uh, i thought oh, it would be fun okay. to share a terrible joke with everybody wow i you know about halfway through that i started thinking wait a minute this could be a joke <laughs> <laughs> and indeed it is it actually reads better as the full thing but they go i didn't want to get too dirty with it so um okay enough of that crap let's let's uh, just blow through these sweet deals real quick yeah let's do this okay let me see here i have to get myself put together now real quick because i'm still like rereading that going Man, <laughs> wait a minute where's the it? joke where's the punchline yeah wait a minute wow that really happens <laughs> yeah, yeah okay so uh let's do this one first this is from highland woodworking mm-hmm. this is a really good sale for i believe 269 dollars let me just double check right the- that sounds about yeah, I think it is. Uh, the Erlex Spray Station 5000. I've talked to you guys about that before. Did a little video on it. Great little HVLP and a really great price. They got a special bunch of them in stock for 269 but it's uh, only while supplies last. So I would head over there, check out the link that we've got, and go take a look at that. If you're looking to get into spraying, 269 is a small price to pay to get your foot in that door. Right, absolutely. You know, and speaking of Highland Woodworking, I, I got a hold of those guys tonight and said, hey, you got anything else you got going on that you know we don't know about yet? Uh-huh. And they were telling me that they have 20% off all in-stock CMT saw blades and dados, and that's also while supplies last. So if you're looking for a new saw blade or dado blades, uh, 20% off is not a bad deal at all. So mm-hmm. head over there while you're purchasing your uh, Erlocks. Erlocks. So, okay. Erlo- Wait, no, are those the guys from uh, the Time Machine? Uh, never mind. Erlocks. I don't know, but that sounds funny. <laughs> Uh, okay, another thing I wanted to bring your attention to is I just got an email recently from Lee Valley. They have a digital protractor. Did you ever see one of those little dealy bobs? Yeah, it's like one where I don't have to sit there and try and figure out now one over eight is one eighth or is that, and, and it gives you better accurate readings. Well, kind of, it's like the little two-armed thing on a, oh, yeah, on a the protractor. I'm exactly, sorry, I'm thinking yeah. a caliper. Right, not a caliper, Ooh. protractor. So it just basically determines whatever angle and it's digital. So the little readout is in the middle there. Very, very right. cool. And darn it, I didn't put the link there. Let me see. I think it's like $13 or something. Some ridiculously low price. It is $13.90. That's at Lee Valley. So I'll put the link in the show notes for that as well. 
Wow, that explains why I had to redo geometry a couple of times. I just couldn't <laughs> get the idea down of how to use the tools correctly. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, let's see here. You got one here from, well, these are actually ones that Lucas Peters from Wood Magazine set in. So oh, sweet, cool. Yeah, if you want to read a couple of those. Yeah, sure. Well, Lucas said in this one, which of course is Peachtree USA. We're all familiar with Peachtree by now. Mm -hmm. uh, they have 15% off any internet order as long as you use the code WOOD09 and it expires on Halloween. So yep. that could be scary if you don't take advantage Ooh. of it. Ooh. <laughs> Scarier than our show. Yes. <laughs> okay. The other one he's got here is that Woodworker's Source, which is a fantastic, um, actually it's a place that's local here in Phoenix. Use coupon code WOOD448 and get $10 off your first order. So you can, uh, and there's a specific link for that as well, but you can get lots of great exotic lumber and they've got a lot of great wood deals there that you're going to want to check out. I wonder if they have any offcuts, any shorts. They do have shorts. I know that they have shorts. I've seen their shorts. Nice. Now, nice. I like I like places that show their shorts off. <laughs> right Especially at the front if it's door. Girls over at Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Lucas also let us know that if you are interested in more deals like this, you can sign up for their newsletter. And it's the Wood Magazine newsletter at uh, woodmagazine.com slash what else? Newsletter. Oh, hey. That, they make it very easy for you to find it then. Yeah, Definitely. They sure do. Sweet. All right, brother man. I think that's all we got for our short little mini show today. Nice. That works out. I, it was a, a totally last minute because of the fact that, you know, um, Ustream didn't like us tonight. Mm -mm. So No, they didn't. So next next time we will cover the other magazines or at least some of the magazines that we missed from the magazine website roundup. And I'll tell you what, by then we'll also do our full-on magazine roundup, letting you know what articles Matt and I think are the most interesting in all of the magazines because they seem to be all kind of coming in this week. And I also got a, a little special edition thing from Fine Woodworking. I picked it up at Barnes & Noble the other day, and it's all about design. From, oh, nice. Yeah, from page one to the end. It's, I mean, it's about like a thick magazine, but it's one of their special editions. So everything in there is dedicated to designing and, and helping you be a better designer, more knowledgeable designer, and making better furniture. So I will read that thoroughly and get back to you and give you sort of a mini-review uh, on you know, my thoughts I, I on think that. I have that one next to my toilet at the moment. I'm going to have to check that out. Cool. Mm, nice. All right. Yeah. It, okay. So anyways, so if, you have, <laughs> if you heard something today that you want to leave us a voicemail, like six other people did, you want to join that group, uh, get a hold of us, 623-242-2450, or you just want to tell us how amazing we are and you mm -hmm. just can't live without us. Mm -hmm. We enjoy that too. Uh, or, of course, you can go to what is now the old-fashioned way which is you could drop us an email at woodtalkonline at gmail.com. It's funny how snail mail used to be the old way and now email is becoming the old way. It really is with, with texting and, and Twitter and everything like that. It's uh, email is like an inconvenience for some people. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. I'm like, I don't even know how I ever dealt with it before. <laughs> Except at two in the morning when I have no life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, in that, uh, in that case, I think we're going to head out and have a wonderful week and we'll be back uh, I think this looks like we're doing like a regular thing. It's like we're going steady, Matt. But this is pretty crazy. I mean, this is we've never been this mm -mm. steady. Mm -mm. Wait, we're steady. I didn't get you. Anything. <laughs> okay, don't please don't. Okay, okay. so in a couple of weeks we'll see you again, guys, and uh, have some happy, safe woodworking. Until then, that's right. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Chulalee.